Obviously, you listen to Build Your Tribe because you're trying to figure out additional ways, additional streams of income to build and grow your business and to build and grow your social media. And if you haven't figured it out already, one of the best ways to make money on all social media platforms is with brand deals. I'm not talking about like the old school style of influencer where it's like a person getting ready with their makeup and they're just absolutely perfect. No, I'm talking about people who are super authentic and real and they're just like the person next door and that's what makes them very believable. Brands want to work with people who have trust with their audience. They don't care how many followers you have, but they're not going to come looking for you. (laughs) That's a misconception. You have to go to them and you have to do it in a way that shows them, yeah, I might not have any previous brand experience, but I understand this. I understand what's going on and you send them the right kind of pitch. There's actually eight different steps involved, in my opinion, that are almost guaranteed to get you the kind of deals that you're looking for. And I'd be happy to share that with you. All you have to do is go to shaleen.com forward slash get a deal. And when you go there, shaleen.com forward slash get a deal, you'll enter your email address and I will send you back a complete report, like the eight steps you need to do to secure your first of hopefully many brand deals. Again, shaleen.com forward slash get a deal. Now people are going to actually benefit from what you're sharing. People are actually going to be able to connect with it on a deeper level and they're going to feel seen and validated because you can resonate with their psychology. And and really that's at the end of the day, what truly is going on because as entrepreneurs, we can identify with our audience. Really understand who your current customer is instead of fantasizing it. Welcome to this edition of Build Your Tribe. Today, Brock and I are here to chat about how important it is to look at, to understand, to like really get inside the minds of your customer, your avatar, the person who you're trying to reach and understand their psychology because in doing so, you'll be able to better serve them and ultimately get more sales. Let's get into it. The reason why I wanted to discuss this is because I met with a group of entrepreneurs couple of fellows who are in business together and they market fitness programs and they asked for my assistance for me to review what they're doing. Obviously I've got a lot of history there and I really understand their consumer. Now these are dudes and they're selling primarily to women. And what I discovered when I was looking at their content is that as many of us do, they were marketing and creating things as if their competitors were going to look at it and they wanted their competitors to be impressed. And here's what I mean by that, like using lingo that would impress somebody who was Mm -hmm. already a personal trainer, using language that the customer doesn't know or care about, using verbiage and even explaining things in a way that would like impress people in the industry, but the average consumer just doesn't care about things like that. Yeah, totally. It reminded me of a little bit about when you created your first digital program, Unwrap Snap, mm-hmm. because you assumed the psychology of your target audience was someone who wanted to keep track of their kids on Snapchat. Yeah. And so at that time, my thought was, well, the problem that I can solve is that I can teach parents how to use Snapchat. And then the second part of that would be, and then keep their kids safe on Snapchat. And I assumed that that was their biggest fear, that that was their biggest concern. And also that that was their biggest motivating factor for wanting to learn Snapchat or even wanting to purchase an e-course in general. Mm. And then what did you find out was actually the case? 
Well, there were definitely some people who wanted to learn to keep their kids safe on Snapchat, and there still are. I feel like every time I talk about it, there's someone who's still like, wait, is that still available? But what I really discovered quickly is that the vast majority of my customers they more so wanted to use Snapchat for their business because back at that time, that was probably five, six, seven years ago, Snapchat was a great marketing tool. It was very much like Instagram stories, a great place to sell. And so I had taught all of these moms and network marketers and direct sellers and people with side hustles how to use Snapchat for what I thought was keeping their kids safe. But very quickly they were like, wait, now I'm on this new social media. I totally know how to use it. And in fact, I know how to use it in a lot of ways that other business owners and other people my age don't. So then they wanted to use it for their business more so than even, you know, protecting their kids and keeping their teens safe. So one of our first tips for you today is to not to guess. You've got a social media following, even if it's a small one, ask your followers, ask them frequently, ask them in a variety of ways. An example I wanted to share with those of you who are listening is we launched a course, a digital course that would teach people how to be micro and nano influencers. And it is so good. We could not figure out why people weren't flocking to this program. So we decided to do, take our own advice and do things in reverse. We really did forget to pull our audience because we assumed we talked to our audience every single day. So don't make that assumption. That would be like my third tip is don't make the assumption that you know what your customers want, even if you're like, in the DMs with them all the time, ask them and ask them in a poll or in a way where they have some anonymity. So we're struggling with the sales of this program. And I can't remember what it was, like just hearing somebody say something like, oh, I want this course, but I don't really want to be an influencer. And I was like, Mm -hmm. oh, so what is it that you do want? And they were like, well, I want to know how to get brand deals and how to get companies to pay me to post things or maybe even to send me stuff, but I don't want to be an influencer. And that's when the light bulbs went off for me. I'm like, oh, it's the same thing, but they don't like that terminology. It's the psychology of your customer. So we put together some polls and said, would you be interested in a course that teaches you how to be a nano or micro influencer? Or second option, would you be interested in a course that teaches you how to get brand partnerships and deals? Or would you be interested in learning how to become really good at affiliate marketing? And it was a landslide for people that are like, no, I I want to to get brand deals. Same thing, just semantics. Two points that I learned from just listening to you right now and remembering this story is one, being specific in the poll that you are giving them. So what we did not do is put up a blank question sticker and say, what do you want to learn about? Or what should I make my next video on? We gave them specifics to choose between so that it was easier on your followers, right? So then they could easily see, okay, here are my three choices and I know what I want out of these options rather than just giving them like a blank response bar and putting all of the work and effort on them. So that's the first lesson that I can take away from what you were just saying. But the second one is that this can apply to anything from big picture, like what is my course going to be? What's the title of my next product? All the way down to something very small and minute, like what keyword am I gonna use in my caption? Or what title am I gonna use for my next YouTube video? I can think of myself, we did this just recently on our Tay and Brock YouTube channel. We put on our Instagram stories a poll that was asking the question of basically, what should we title our next video? We had already filmed the content and the content was all about like our workout routines, our diet, what we eat. So it was kind of like all around our healthy lifestyle. 
but we weren't sure exactly how we wanted to title it until we asked our followers specifically, do you want a video about our workout routines? Do you want a video documenting what we eat in a week? All of these things were going to be included in the video, but by asking them what they specifically want by name, then they were able to tell us essentially what our title should be. Mm, that's brilliant. And it's getting into their mindset and the words that your customer uses tells you a lot about where they are emotionally. With these mm -hmm. gentlemen who I was consulting with that have the digital fitness business, they're so prideful of the fact that they are doing things from a very different way. Like they're not marketing gimmicks. They want people to like really truly understand how to create a sound workout, how to have the mobility, the flexibility, the understanding of muscle origin and insertion and like how to schedule a proper warm up and all these things. And I get it. Right. So a lot of us, we have this like, I know better now, so I'm going to help other people. But you have to meet people where they are. And one of the things I learned, especially in like the health and fitness industry, and even with teaching business and marketing, is we assume that we're helping someone who's much further along than they are. And so when I looked at their content, I said, I think the average person wants to just know what do I need to do? How often do I need to do it? How do I do it and when? And by giving them all of this background information, you're giving them what you know they need versus what they want. Mm -hmm. And striking that balance and not feeling like you're compromising. And, and we've done this a lot with Marketing Impact Academy, right? Yeah, and we were constantly having to test. And it's, I think, the entrepreneur's job not to have all of the answers, but to ask all of the right questions. And so the tip is just to keep asking your audience. I don't care if you've been doing entrepreneurship for 30 years or for three minutes, just ask people because we get so caught up in the algorithms and the marketing lingo. And I listened to this great podcast and they said I need to use this keyword when really the people you're selling to, your followers, your audience, they're going to tell you the words they use, the phrases that they constantly say, the things that are directly from their mouth that they struggle with. That's what they struggle with. That's the problems that they need answers to. And it reminds me of this analogy that's used oftentimes in marketing and sales and in online entrepreneurship of the chocolate covered broccoli, or some people call it like the chocolate covered carrot, mm. where essentially what we know people need is the broccoli or the carrot, but sometimes you have to coat it, you have to make it look like something that they actually do want. So they take a bite and they're like, oh, okay, so this has the chocolate that I'm looking for, but it also has the carrot that I need or the broccoli that's actually going to solve my problem. And I think the, what you just said there is solve the problem. So my next tip is for you to really dial down that answer. So if you keep asking yourself like what problem do people and how do they describe the problem right so i got my hair done today by a new stylist here in miami and she's like oh you you and your son teach instagram like will you take a look at my instagram i'm like i'd love to so i looked at her instagram and it said european trained stylist i don't think anyone cares and she says helping you with all your hair needs all your hair mm. needs and i said yeah. well, what, do you, what are you the best at and she's like but i'm, I'm good at all these things i said okay what is it when someone comes to you and they walk through the door for the first time or they call you for a consultation? Like, tell me this conversation. And she said, they will say, I'm super picky about my color and it's been ruined. Can you fix it? Or I've just moved to the area. I'm very picky about my hair color and I want someone who can get my color right. So I'm like, first of all, 
then you're a colorist. I mean, you are a color expert and use their language. Like if I'm picky about my hair color, if I read in your bio, giving picky clients their perfect color, I'd be like, oh, she's okay with me being picky. She understands me and she's gonna give me perfection. So it's really listening to them. It's understanding and keep peeling it back, peeling it back and like, what is their problem? What Not what do you know their problem is, what do they think their problem is? So to turn it back to the, the guys in fitness, they think that their customer wants to know everything about biomechanics and exercise, and they don't. She just wants to work out the right way, change her body, and she wants somebody to tell her how to do it and when in the best way. Mm -hmm. And I think some people might listen and they might be concerned, well, like, what if my audience doesn't talk to me or my engagement is low and I, I struggle to get people to vote? There are so many places where you can listen to your audience without you being the person asking the question. So even if you're someone who has a relatively low engaged following, there are plenty of high following, high engagement, maybe even influencers in your industry. Go to their comments section and read what people are actually saying. What are they actually concerned about? What are they actually struggling with? Because if they're willing to comment about this concern or this struggle, then they know they have it. And I think the point there that you were making mom was so valid because if they don't know they have the problem, they're not going to want to subscribe to the YouTube channel or watch the video or become right. a customer or join the course because you have to first convince them that they even have the problem. They're right. in denial. They, they don't think they have, I don't, I don't struggle with that. I don't struggle with knowing biomechanics. Right. I just need to learn how to lose the 10 pounds. Yeah. And even in their words, right? Like, so we might see, for example, with the influencer course that we created, we were solving their problem mm -hmm. and the problem that they knew they had, we just weren't using their language. Yeah. So it's so important you use their language. You know, another example I can use of our ours was when we developed Phase It Up. I was hell bent. I was like, I'm not giving people meal plans because I just think people will be better served long term when they understand how to create that themselves. And so I'm going to teach them everything they need to know so that they can create their own ideal meal plans. We're not giving them meal plans. And our customers were so annoyed. Like two years, they were just like, we want meal plans. And so eventually it's like, well, I'm not helping these people if I'm not giving them the thing that they really believe they need. Even if I think in my own mind, I am being helpful. Like you said, it's that chocolate covered broccoli. It's like, I've got to kind of win them over and give them what they believe is a solution if I'm ever going to gain their trust. Yeah, that reminds me totally of the Insta Club Hub and how something that we tell people is that trending audios can be helpful. They can help you have success and reach new people. But really, a trending audio is not the holy grail of Instagram. And using this specific lip sync isn't like the magic way to go viral or to grow your following. It can be, but like it's not all it's cracked up to be. But we still offer 10 new trending audio ideas every single week in the Insta Club Hub because it's what people want. They know that that's what they think the solution is. That's what they think they need. And so sure, we'll provide you with that so that you have access to it. But we're also going to give you the carrot, which is here's the actual strategy that you need to grow on Instagram. Here's the actual strategy to make that trending audio work for you. Yeah. I want to give people the ability to see this live and in action. So Brock and I are doing a bunch of workshops in the next couple of weeks, and I'm just going to be fully transparent. We do these workshops to teach 
But at the end of the workshops, we give people the opportunity to enroll in the Marketing Impact Academy. We do open enrollment. So I want to invite anyone who's ever wanted to see what it looks like to sell on a webinar, just join and watch one of these. You can follow our strategy exactly. You can critique it. You can see how I put the slides together. You can see how I do that transition from, okay, now we're done teaching. Now I'm going to give you this opportunity, how to do that so it's not awkward. And we're happy with you stealing our strategy and critiquing it too, if you'd like. And so what we're going to do just to be kind of follow along this consumer psychology or this customer psychology is the average person, we've learned this after teaching or opening up Marketing Impact Academy now for more than like, what, nine years? People believe that to build a business, they need to grow their social and that that should be their primary focus, that if they build a social, they will have a business. That's what people believe and they want that solution. So we give them that. We teach in the workshop how to build a following and how to sell using social media but then we also, at the end of it, you'll hear us explain how that's only part of the picture, right? And what the other foundational pieces of business need to look like if you want something that's sustainable, something you can scale, something that doesn't make you feel overwhelmed, and certainly something that you have ultimate control over. So I don't want to say that we're, we're giving people what they want, but we are a little bit, right? We're giving people what they want, but we're also kind of massaging it so we feel like we've got integrity by saying, yeah, we know this is what you want, but we're going to be honest and tell you what, what you really need if you want to build a business. So we will put a link to that below in our show notes, in the description for this YouTube video. And again, just join it so that you can steal our, our swipe, our email copy and to, to see how we sell on a webinar. I know I personally have Googled, I don't know how many times, what is the right formula to sell on a webinar? And there aren't any videos that teach you it the right way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And so, yeah, we would love for you to attend Steal the Strategy. Someone messaged me on Instagram the other day and they were like, hey, do you mind if I, I steal this strategy and use it for my own clients? Sure, absolutely. We can't stop anyone from doing that. So you're more than welcome to attend. And I also think what goes on during those webinars is while we are giving them what they want, mm -hmm. we're building that trust, which is so essential for sales. They're starting to trust us. And they're like, oh, okay, these two, they know what they're talking about. They're teaching me. They're giving me what I want. But now I'm also recognizing that there are gaps and I might have the great wheels on the car, but there's no gas in the engine and there's no oil in it and the actual engine is breaking down. So I need these other pieces to actually make it run. And then that's where we can kind of explain, here's how we can provide those things for you as well. Yeah. And one thing that's really important to me is to be super upfront with people and say like, okay, so if you were just here to learn the social stuff and you're like, good, then you should jump off because we're about to explain Marketing Impact Academy. So there's no like, oh, how do I sneak into this? I hate webinars like that. And I think that's also like understand your customer psychology is also understanding your psychology when you were in their shoes. And sometimes we're so far along that we forget when our red flags went up or when we felt like we just got conned into something or when somebody's talking over our heads or they're giving us information where it's like, but that's not what I want. That's not what I need. Right. Or that's not what I think I need. So also understanding your customer's psychology is knowing what is their emotion around this problem, right? So is it sadness, frustration, joy, anger, do they feel defeated? All of those things. And I think the only way you can know that is by really, like you said, listening if your 
audience is talking to you, but also reading comments. Brock, do you have any feelings one way or the other? Do you find you can see more of that like on YouTube comments or Instagram, TikTok? I think I see a lot more of it on Instagram and TikTok just because I feel like people are way more likely to comment on Instagram and TikTok. It's way more social than YouTube is. But another way that I found, and this might be a little advanced for someone who doesn't already have an email list, but emailing some people on your email list directly or asking them to respond to emails directly, that's something I've done. I don't have an email list with 500,000 people, so it's manageable for me to email my email list and say, hey, I would love to hear what your biggest concern is on Instagram or as a beginner rock climber or with cake baking. And then they can directly email me what they're struggling with. And now I'm getting words and words and lingo and phrases. And I can just create, I mean, I could be analytical about it and put it into like a Google spreadsheet, or I could just really start to take mental notes of here are the words they're using. Here's their psychology. And here's the things that stand out to them right now. Yeah. And again, to tap back into that person you were before you discovered the solution, the service, the product that you now offer and really thinking about like, okay, what was the emotion? What was I saying to myself? Because if you can learn that language or tap back into it, that's the most powerful kind of storytelling. Like to tell a story when you were experiencing that emotion, that person, even though you're telling your story, you can't help but feel like they are in your head and you feel those emotions. And then you realize this person really has been there and don't make it up. Like literally let yourself go back there. Whether, for example, with these gentlemen who I was consulting with, the fitness experts, they're so buff and like they're fitness competitors, right? So Mm -hmm. I asked them, what did you feel like before you had any clue what you were doing? And, you know, they're like, oh, I felt inferior. I was really body conscious. I felt like I would never be able to figure it out. I thought like I had bad genes. I thought I was destined to look this way. I thought other people like took steroids. I thought I would never, it was so much to learn and so much to do, overwhelmed. So like bringing them back into that and helping them to get into that mindset helps all of us serve our customers better. Helps us write better headlines, better emails, create better storytelling, better podcasts, and ultimately um, more sales. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, sure, like this can help you make more money, but also this helps you connect with people. Yeah. This helps people resonate with your message. This helps you serve people more effectively. And so just as much of, as this might be selfishly motivated to become a better marketer or salesperson, it also is very selfless because now people are going to actually benefit from what you're sharing. People are actually going to be able to connect with it on a deeper level and they're going to feel seen and validated because you can resonate with their psychology. And and really that's at the end of the day, what truly is going on because as entrepreneurs, we can identify with our audience. And so often we are teaching the person who we were three months ago, six months ago, a year ago. And like you've said over and over, mom, we just get so caught up in what we already know. It's the curse of knowledge. We get so caught up in the lingo and phrases and what we think is the solution. When really, if we just think back to where we were, we're going to be able to connect with our audience and serve them so much more effectively. My last and final point for you is to really understand who your current customer is instead of fantasizing it or making it, turning them into what you wish they were. For example, with us, with Marketing Impact Academy, for probably the first five years, 
people would say, tell us about your avatar. And I would say, oh, she or he has a small business that is making money, but they're really trying to scale it online. And that's just how I describe them. And I kind of told people like, that's who you are. You know what I mean? But then once we tapped into researching from our existing members, the ones who were still using the program and seemed to be struggling, we discovered that over 80% of our members weren't that person. They'd actually purchased the course because they wanted to start something, but hadn't. And they were really stuck with this being in this place where they were afraid to pick the wrong thing. So I would say 80% of our customers originally, we didn't realize, weren't launching because our course content back then, like assuming you already knew what you were doing, assuming you already had your business idea. So having that information helped us to completely revamp MIA. And now we teach people like, of course, now people can figure out like where they want to start. And we also can talk to the person who has no clue what business to start. They just know they want to start one. And in the past, Mm -hmm. we were just kind of like steamrolling that person and not serving them. So again, it is really taking off the rose colored glasses to refer back to those personal trainers. They think that they're teaching other personal trainers. They're not. They're teaching a woman who is 25 pounds overweight, embarrassed to go to the gym and wants to know what to do and how to do it. She doesn't care about muscle origin and insertion. She doesn't care about the biomechanics. She's like, get me in shape. Yeah. And of course, maybe down the line in the future, they will coach personal trainers. But right now, you have to know who your audience is right now, or you're not going to be able to sell anything right now. And you're not going to be able to ever adapt in the future because you're not going to make it that far. So always be adapting, right? Always be looking back and seeing what you can improve. I, I love that story about the Marketing Impact Academy. I personally always am thinking about that with my own Instagram content because for a while I was super similar to like the MIA story. I was making all of my posts for business owners and these were like Instagram tips for business owners. But the more and more I pull my audience, the more I find are either they want to be business owners or they want to start something or they want to make money or they just consider themselves creators who are just trying to get brand deals and sponsorships and make a little bit of extra money from their content. They don't actually even really want to start a business. And so that's totally changed what I've said in my social media. And just to kind of bring this back again, it doesn't have to just be your marketing of your course and your title for your YouTube video. It could be your headline on your Instagram reel. It could be the specific words you choose to use in your blog or your Facebook post or your tweet. I mean, customer psychology is everything for a marketer. You have to be a little bit obsessed with the psychology, at least of your own customers. Know what they want. And it just requires us realizing we are further ahead and having those conversations. Be sure to leave a comment below. Let us know what your thoughts are. Specifically, I want to know how often do you ask your customers you're following what it is they think they need, what it is they want? We'd love to hear your thoughts. Thanks for having this conversation with me, Brock. Thank you, Mom. Thanks for having me. In the meantime, thanks for being here. It is our goal to be brief, to be bright, to make it fun, and then be done. We're done. Bye. Bye.